0: Hey, this is Noah Fritchie, and I'm the lead pastor of Real Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today, and I hope this can inspire you and build your faith. Enjoy the message. Uh, This morning, I've got a message for you called Life Interrupted. Life Interrupted, and it's going to be... Uh, a, a good message for you, I hope. But before we get into this, uh, this message today, I wanted to let you know about a couple of things. Uh, as many of you know, we are in a season. I like to call it a season instead of a series. Usually we're in a teaching series with one message that goes uh, one to another and they all tie together. Well, uh, this is really a season that we're in where I'm really able to pick some messages at random and some things that are on my heart. And uh, it's just called Summer Reel, and uh, many of you, you've joined us for the last several weeks, and uh, you know a lot about that. This weekend, uh, we've got some throwback candy for you on your way out, just as something fun, so make sure we've got a lot of, got a lot of different candies and stuff for you, so every week uh, during this series... Uh, all we're all we're doing is we're we're giving you some some goodies on your way out. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy some throwback candy. Uh, I, we got a lot of different stuff out there. So make sure to grab that on your way out. And uh, yeah, next weekend uh, I is I cannot remember. I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it, it's Americana weekend, everybody, because it's the weekend of the Fourth of July, and. Uh, P.S. we're gonna have bomb pops after service so it'll be it'll be a good one so anyway it'll it'll be fun and uh anyway that uh another another couple of announcements that I've just got right off the bat Moses is going to be up here and talking about love day uh to mark your calendars for July 18th and then in just a few weeks summer blast is our virtual kids experience this year it's our virtual VBS uh that's going to be happening and then at the end of July uh, all you students out there, our student ministry is restarting back up. We had three solid weeks of student ministry, and then the rona hit us and so uh, anyway we 're going to we 're going to start right back up and that 's going to be with the motion conference that 's going to be held here and uh, so just mark your calendars for that that 's at the end of July. I believe it 's the last weekend of July and I see Derek and Mandy in here specifically i got to call out Mandy because. I hear Mandy uh, gets all the credit for this ice cream shop that's happening in town, so ah, yes! And for those of you watching online, we're going to form a line Wednesday at 3 p.m. at the Small Town Scoop, so be there with me. I'm going to be in line at 3 p.m., all right, Mandy? All right, so (laughs) we're proud of them. We're so happy uh, about just how God has worked that whole situation out, and uh, we're excited for that. I'm (laughs) <laughs> I'm excited. My <laughs> I shouldn't be too excited, but it's all right. I I started this year, my goal was to lose 10 pounds and I'll Happy to report that I've only got twenty to go, everybody. So <laughs> that's, that's where we're at. So anyway, that's, ice cream's not helping. But anyway, uh, <laughs> we'll we'll get right we'll get, we'll get right into the message. How about that? Let me pray for you. Uh, let, I'm going to pray over this message, and we'll get started. Father, we just thank you today for being here with us. God, uh, your presence is here with us today. God, we thank you that uh, even in the middle of some of our interrupted lives, that God, you are still working and you are still moving. God, I pray that. Uh, You would just anoint this message today, and Lord, just give us wisdom as we go throughout our week, and we thank you for all of that. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. 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 All right. Well, life interrupted. It's pretty obvious that life doesn't go our way all the time. (laughs) I think that's an obvious statement. Life doesn't go as planned. In fact... Uh, we, we, have, we have all of our hopes and our dreams, and we have a great big idea of how we think life should go, and, and we've we got it all planned out, and some of us are, are so planned. I mean, we, we know every single next step that we are going to take, but for so many of us, we've ran into a wall, we've hit a wall, and something just, I would say, just so rudely interrupts your life. You have run into something that just just takes every plan and just like flushes it down the drain, and you parents, uh, you you probably understand what uh, what I mean by rudely interrupting. You probably, if you've ever had kids before, uh, your kids have probably rudely interrupted a conversation. Anybody had had a kid inter- rudely interrupt a conversation? I'm sure you have. But uh, so parents, you know this, and it's like just. I, I just I love kids, man. I don't know if you can tell this or not, but I, I I love kids, specifically babies. Uh, but <laughs> no, I, <laughs> but I, I, but you you parents, you know what I'm talking about when I'm saying rudely interrupted, like like your kid just walks up to you and and no matter what conversation you're had you're having, they just talk right over you as just, as if they're just basically saying. You sir, do not exist. <laughs> like it just—it just, it just doesn't—it just doesn't matter. But it, here, I'm here to say that interruptions happen all the time. They happen all the time. In fact, I'll just share a few stories about some of my interruptions recently. I've I've had many interruptions recently. On top of the whole church shutdown thing, I've had other interruptions. Like uh, just a couple uh, weeks ago, I was out just, you know, doing the Lord's business on a Saturday on my way to church, you know, just minding my own business on my way to church and uh, i, I didn 't expect to get interrupted, but anyway, I was on on the long uh, on the long hills of one forty nine on my way to uh, on my way, like I said, to do the lord 's work here, up here at the church and got behind somebody that was going about forty five miles an hour and forty five miles an hour downhill. everybody you know what i 'm talking about like when it 's forty five miles an hour downhill you've got to do something about it would you i mean <laughs> Right? I mean, I think you got to do something about it. So here we are on the big hill, on, on kate Hill, uh, and, and we're, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going down 45 miles an hour. And a little truck, I'm like, okay. I knew that at the bottom of that hill, you guys probably know what I'm talking about, at, at Murphy, right there at the Murphy Lake Turnoff, there is a little, there's a little flat section of road at the bottom of the hill, it's, and it's a passing zone. So I had it all planned out. That's my plan. I'm going to pass this guy. Life's going to be good. And uh, anyway, I got to my plan. Started passing the guy. Went, the guy was a little Andre. You know what I'm talking about? A little, you know, uh, you know. So he starts speeding up. So here I am. I'm, I'm I'm passing him, and he's speeding up. He's just deciding that he's. I don't know if he's mad at me because I was be behind him for so long. Whatever. So he speeds up. So I speed up faster, right? I mean, that's <laughs> that's what you do. I'm already. I, so I'm going around, and I and I I kid you not. So I'm going now. I'm going uphill, and uh, I get—I finally get around him, and I look up, and there's a cop sitting at the top of the hill. And I look down. I'm going 75 miles an hour, and all of a sudden, life is has rudely <laughs> interrupted what my Saturday was supposed to be. And I explained to the man, the cop, that hey, I'm just doing the Lord's work. You know, <laughs> I'm on my way. And I'm, I think I've met you before, you know, and anyway, uh, I got a ticket, everybody, so <laughs> life, life, life rudely interrupts you, that, that's just, you know, that's funny to you, but it's, it's mean to me, <laughs> but, uh, and, and, and it, and it interrupts you in different ways, I mean, uh, me and Emily were having a conversation this week about, uh, about her wedding, I mean, we, there was no rain in the forecast on that saturday night that we were supposed to then there was 20% and then and then it wasn't really supposed to rain but guess what as soon as we go as soon as she goes to walk down the aisle it starts pouring down rain and what do you do i mean life just rudely interrupts you and and especially for an event like that it's i've been waiting all my life for this and and why does this happen to me and so we start asking those questions uh and and we start uh, you know, when we were talking about the wedding, I mean, Emily starts saying words that I can't even say, you know, like, <laughs> so upset about it. No, I just, I just kidding. That's yeah, all right. She's, she good, she's a good Christian woman. But, uh <laughs> but it, yeah, anyway, it, 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 life just can sometimes stink. I mean, it just kicks you, it just kicks you in the butt. Maybe you've experienced that, uh, that, that inconvenience before and really the frustration that, an interruption really brings. I mean, we all deal with interruptions, but I think that the majority of us have really felt more than inconvenienced by some of life's interruptions. Like, it's hurt a little bit deeper than just just a minor inconvenience. And some of you, maybe some of you are experiencing interruptions right now. Maybe you're experiencing some intense interruptions right now. Maybe your interruption is... A report, a negative report from your doctor. Maybe uh, your interruption is that you lost your job. Maybe your interruption is that your marriage is going bad or has gone bad. And I didn't think that it would end like this. I don't know what your interruption is, but I know that interruptions happen, and I know that they really hurt. I know that some interruptions are not only an inconvenience, but some interruptions can bring real devastating pain into your life. And the truth is, is that interruptions are actually obstacles to our there. You know what I'm talking about? Let me say it again. Interruptions are obstacles to our there, to our perfect place, to the place that we're going. You see, we're all here. We're all over here, and we're all headed towards there, But interruptions are an obstacle. Interruptions are the things that stand in between. Are there? And and are there is different for everyone. I mean, some people's there is just to be extremely healthy. Some people's there is to is to just have to just get a new job or to get a better job or to get a pay raise. Some people's there. Is to, is to have a healthy marriage. That's, that's, that's where they're going, but there's an interruption in between. But I know that when life interrupts, it puts this obstacle between our here and our there and where we want to go. And it can be really, really hard. I mean, it, 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 and, and the question really becomes, well, Noah, if, if, that's, if that's how it is, and I feel that in my life, how in the world do I navigate it? Where do I go from here? How do I get around these obstacles? What what do I do when these things, these, these 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 interruptions are in my life? I'm here to say this morning: What if the interruptions of life are not just an obstacle? What if they're actually an opportunity? I think for so many of us, we we need to start looking at some of the interruptions in our life not just as an obstacle, but Possibly as an opportunity to push us forward and I want to walk through uh, I, I want to walk through a really familiar story you'll probably know uh, from the book of Mark we've been uh, over the, the quarantine we actually studied did a full length Bible study verse by verse, word by word in the book of Mark and I tell you it was one, I think it was one of the best things that uh, we got to do um, so I've been in Mark a lot recently and you'll probably know this story. It's very familiar. You've probably heard this. It's about a, a synagogue leader named Jairus. And I don't know if it's Jairus or Jarius or, or however you've heard it. How I, how I can see how it's pronounced, it looks like Jairus to me. So I'm going to call him Jairus. And it's a synagogue leader, and we're going to see how his life was rudely interrupted. And really, it wasn't just interrupted once. It was interrupted multiple times. And really what Jairus did is Jairus really had the opportunity to look at, at his life, at, at, at his things in his life as an obstacle, but he actually chooses to leverage those obstacles and make them an opportunity. And we're going we're gonna to see that in his story today. And I really think that we, we're going to be able to learn how to handle the interruptions of life from really how he handled his interruptions. And so we're going to look and... Really, before I dive in uh, really deep into this story, I, I know that if if you've been around church a lot, you've probably heard this passage a lot. You've probably heard it heard people talk on it a lot. And really, I say that because there's a danger in being too familiar with the passage. There's a danger with just knowing a story from Sunday school and and to where you you sit back in a service like this and say, well. I already know this already. I I already understand this story. So I I, I don't need to learn anything from this. And you just check out. I just want to encourage you today to don't check out because the Bible says that his word, that that the Bible is alive and active. Which means that you can read the same passage over and over and over again. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, God will reveal new things to you. And so today, I want to reveal some things to you that God has revealed to me. And hopefully, maybe it's some things that you've missed. Maybe you haven't thought about it today. Uh, But today, I just pray that he enlightens you in a new way through this really familiar story. But I tell you this because it requires an open posture. It requires for you to be ready to receive and say, God, I know that I know that I know this story, but I'm willing to learn it again. I'm willing to understand it in a new light today. So we're going to talk about this story. Let me give you a little bit of context before I give you scripture here. Uh, Jesus and, and his crew, I would say, his crew of disciples, uh, they're all out uh, on the side of the lake. And uh, I, I just picture just this beautiful, <laughs> just this beautiful sight. He's out teaching and preaching and healing the sick and casting out demons. And, and Jesus is just on a roll. Like this is just his ministry is, is on. I mean, he, he's really going. But for whatever reason, Jesus, like he does in many other stories, he just gets up and says, all right. Basically, he tells his disciples like, hey, guys, let's wrap it up. We're getting in the boat and we're going to the other side of the lake. So that's what the disciples do. I would listen to Jesus if I was them, too. So they get in the boat. And we go to the other side of the lake, and I think it's funny because it's, like, it's almost like someone was like live tweeting this thing, or somebody put it on their Instagram story and was like, was like hey, Jesus is on, on his way to this side of the lake. Because as soon as they get to the other side of the lake, there's already another crowd that's gathered on the other side of the lake. And they get there, and there's this big crowd, and this is where we pick up the story in Mark chapter 5, if you've got your Bibles today. Mark chapter 5, verse 22, here's what it says. It says, Then came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus, by, by name, <coughs> Excuse me. and seeing him, he fell at his feet and implored him earnestly, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live. You see, I get the sense from this story from Jairus that really that this guy is just kind of like us. He, I, I, I feel like he's, he's kind of like us in a certain way where he was, he was here and he had it there and he had this ideal scenario for his life. And can I tell you that I guarantee the ideal scenario for his life was not his daughter dying. It was not losing his daughter he had a let me put it this way he had a there in regards of his daughter he had a there meaning that he 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 wanted he he wanted to laugh and have fun and he he wanted to watch his daughter grow up he wanted to maybe one day give her hand in marriage he wanted to have grandkids whatever it is Jairus has a there with his daughter and all of a sudden there is something rudely and abruptly interrupting that dream there's something interrupting that there there's an obstacle there's an illness there's a sickness there's a disease that his daughter has and it's an obstacle it's it, it's 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 interrupting his there but i love the posture of the man's heart Jairus not only does he go to Jesus but he falls At the feet of Jesus. There's something just about the posture of Jairus that this was not just an obstacle for him. Jairus ran and he fell in total surrender to Jesus. He was was at the feet of Jesus in total surrender. And so my first point today, I'd encourage you to write this down, is that interruptions are an opportunity to run to Jesus in total surrender. Jairus, he he runs and he falls at the feet of Jesus. Now, to give you a little bit even more context, Jairus is this great big leader in the community. Jairus is a respected man. I mean, people, people knew who he was. He was respected, he was honored, and and here he is, even though he has all of that, even though he has this great position, he realizes that none of it matters as he falls at the feet of Jesus in total surrender. I get this sense of desperation from Jairus. There's this desperation that he has, that there is nothing else. And there's no one else that matters. There's no one else that can help him but Jesus. And really the sad reality is, is that when life interrupts us, that's not our posture. When life interrupts us, instead of running to Jesus in total surrender we look at it as an opportunity for some of us we look at it as an opportunity to complain when life interrupts us when i got that speeding ticket all i'm going to do is complain i'm preaching to myself everybody like that's i'm just i that we just see it as an opportunity to do that and we say oh, i i hate that this happened and we we just we complain and we're we're grumpy all the time for others of us when life interrupts our life we see it as an opportunity to play the victim card. How many of you know somebody who plays the victim card sometimes? Oh, yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. Uh, they, there's, there's people who, they, when life interrupts, that's their, that's their chance to play the victim card. Well, why me? Why now? <laughs> why, why, why this? Why did, it, why did it have to happen like that? Some of us, we, we, we do that. We play the victim card. Others of us, we play the blame game. I know, I know, some of us who play. Who, who it's not our fault. Well, if he wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't be where I am today. If she wouldn't have said that, I wouldn't be here. We play the blame game. Others of us, we 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 just we run for so. I, and I, I think this is especially present uh, in, in my generation and in the younger generation. That so many people, uh, so many of us, we just run to anything else. What I mean, like like we just. We 't don't, we don't talk about it we, we don't tell anybody about it we just we run and we, we binge watch Netflix and that's how we take care of it we, 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 we run and we uh, go shopping to numb the pain we, we well you can't really go shopping right now, but you you order stuff off Amazon to numb the pain. <laughs> You, it, so, for some of us, it's a little bit more serious. For, 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 for some of us, we, we drink alcohol to numb the pain. We, we, we run to anything else. We, 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 we turn to things that, that we know we shouldn't be doing to numb the pain. But Jairus, he understood that none of those things could lift him out of the pain and really the frustration that he was feeling. He knew that only Jesus could help him in this situation, but he also knew that that happens when we totally surrender our life to Him. Uh, you're like, well, well, Pastor Noah, that's great, total surrender. I love, you know, love those words. It's awesome, you know. It just sounds like great. But how in the world do I do that? Like, am I just supposed to be on my knees all the time in arms up? How? How do I practically, uh, what, what does total surrender look like? Because, you know, like Jairus, Jesus was in the flesh. He was able to literally bow down on his knees and totally surrender to Jesus. Well, I think a really simple step for us is really to ask ourselves this question. Who or what do I run to? When obstacles hit you, where do you go? Do you have your friends on speed dial that you're, you're, you're calling and telling everybody about the obstacle that hits you? Are you blaming it on everyone else? Are you playing the victim card? Are you, are you, are you, are you, are you turning to drugs and alcohol? Are you, are, 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 you, are you just binge watching Netflix all day just to numb the pain? Who or what do you turn to? And really, that's going to require, for you to answer this question, it's really going to require you to just pause and slow down a little bit. Because when life interrupts, we, <laughs> I don't know about you, but when life interrupts, we, we go into problem-solving mode, man. When I got that speeding ticket, at, at, in the first five minutes, I was determined that I was taking it to court and fighting it. You know, like I, I was, I wanted somebody to hear my story. <laughs> I, I just, I, you know, I, I, there I was. I, I'm just admitting my faults right here. So, just I know you guys don't have any, but that's all right. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but where, where do we go? What, what, what do we, what do we turn to? And, and we've got to slow down and get outside of that problem-solving mode. And we've really got to slow down and just say, you know. God, listen, I, I, I don't want to run to anything or anyone other than you. Help me, I mean, just, just pray that prayer. Help me to surrender my life to you. Help me to surrender everything that I have to you. And so we see Jairus, he's, he's in total surrender. He throws himself at Jesus' feet, and he says, Please, come to my house. Heal my baby girl, and amazingly, I mean, this is like, I, I mean, I, this is this just a great story. It's just amazing that Jesus just is just gets off this boat. Jairus is there. Come heal my daughter, and Jesus is just like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> like, like he just, Jesus says yes. He's like, I, 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 I I'm gonna go. Uh, yeah, let's 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 do that. I think it's a great idea. Essentially, so so this crowd of people and Jairus, they all start heading to his house. There's, and I mean, it, it just imagine just with me, just a mob of people around Jesus. I mean, we we can't we can't imagine. I guess we're supposed to imagine it, you know, six feet apart right now. But, but back before the Rona, remember a mob of people all next to each other. I mean, it's just it's a it, it's a giant group of people. They're all heading uh, to Jairus's house, and if you would just put yourself in his shoes, I mean, just think about it. Could you imagine? The, the king of glory, the king of kings, Jesus, on his way to your house to heal your daughter. I mean, it's got to be an amazing feeling, everybody. It's, it's, got, it's got to be like, oh, I mean, it's, it, it is, it, it's, it's a, an incredible feeling that he, he's now thinking that, man, my daughter is going to be healed. Why? Because I have someone who saves. I have someone who heals, and he's on his way to my house. It's got to be a great feeling that's great. And everything is going well until it's not. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, it's boom, another obstacle, another interruption. And as they're on their way to his house, there's this woman with an issue of blood. Now, we don't exactly know what that means or what what the issue of blood was, but we know that the Bible tells us that whatever it was, she was struggling with it for 12 long years. And so in the middle of this crowd, here's this woman, and she, just like Jairus, knew that if she could just get herself to Jesus— she knew that if she, if she could just get at the feet of Jesus, if she, she, if she could just get so close, the Bible says, just to touch the hem of his garment. If she could just get that close, that she would get the answer to her prayers. And honestly, I have no idea how she did it. Because, I mean, the Bible describing this crowd of people, there, there's, a, there's a lot of people around. I don't know if she was, <laughs> it's kind of like playing Frogger or something, you know, like and trying to jump here and there, and, and I, but sh- somehow she made it to Jesus, and immediately when she touched him, the Bible says that she was immediately made whole, and, the, the, and not only was she made whole, but Jesus felt the power leave his body. And that's where we pick it up in Mark chapter, uh, this same chapter, Mark chapter 5, verse 30. It says this And Jesus, perceiving in himself, if that power had gone out from him, immediately he turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? And really, Later, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read you the full story on the screen, but we find out later in the passage that the Bibles are just looking at or that the Bibles are looking at Jesus. That's interesting. That the the disciples are looking at Jesus, and the disciples are basically like, Jesus, this is such a crazy question. Like, I mean, a better question the disciples were thinking was like, I, I they they asked they who didn't touch you? Like, you're in this great big crowd of people who who didn't touch you there's so many people around you but Jesus he knew that this was different Jesus not only did he know that this was different but he 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 turned about and and he was on this manhunt to find who touched him now in uh, if you really think about what's going on here while this is going on i want you to think Back to Jairus. Jairus, they were on their way, literally on his way to his there. He's on his way to his healing. And all of a sudden, here's this great big interruption. And one translation literally translates this as Jesus turned around. Think about that. Think about Jesus on your way to answer your prayer and on his way he turns around and that's where jairus is i mean listen if i was jairus jairus has to be so frustrated i mean he's got to be really upset at this lady i mean this lady cut in line essentially you know and I, like she I, there there is a line and i i am first in line right now he's got to be so frustrated i mean <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about you, but people cutting in line really frustrates me. It, it frustrated me in kindergarten, and it still frustrates me today, everybody. But I, it, it just, I just imagine him being. He's just so frustrated. Not only did Jesus allow this woman to cut in line, but he praises her for it. <laughs> he, he, not just, he, he, not just, you know, is like is okay with it. But he, find, he takes the time to turn around and celebrate her. And I don't know about you, but, but Jairus, he must be thinking, well, well, that's great, that's great. And, and, and he's probably thinking, like, there's a difference between important and urgent. You know what I'm talking about? Like this, I, I'm not saying that this lady's disease was not important. It was important. But Jairus has to be thinking that, that yeah, that's important, but mine is urgent, my daughter is about to die. And like if this lady has had this for, for twelve years, another couple minutes would have been all right for her to for her to keep having it. I mean that's just that's just what, what 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 you think. That's what your mind goes to. My daughter's about to die. And you're you're cutting in line. Because really for Jairus, every minute that passes is another minute that's his daughter is closer to death. And really, instead of looking at this as an obstacle, I think that we can actually see an opportunity. This opportunity, that interruptions are an opportunity to learn something while you wait. Listen, nobody likes to wait. Nobody. But that's what happens here to Jairus. Jesus is literally teaching Jairus something specifically about time. You see, for us... Time is measurable. We, we, we need more time. You know, we, we, time is ticking. But for Jesus, time is irrelevant. And Jesus is outside of time. And so we have to learn that in the interruptions of life, we have to learn to ask God, what do you, you want me to learn? And I think that through this op- this, <laughs> this obstacle here, I think God wants, us, wants me to learn. You've got to, ask, you've got to ask that question. What does God want me to learn? God, I know that my situation is urgent, but I'm sitting here waiting. What are you wanting me to learn in this waiting? And maybe in your interruption... Just maybe God wants you to learn some patience. I mean, I can testify to that. I don't like waiting. And he loves to teach me patience every time you can get a chance, you know. Maybe for you, God wants you to learn to have a little bit of mercy. He needs you to have a little bit more mercy. Maybe he wants you to learn to have a little bit more grace with people. I don't know what it is for you. But I just challenge you that if you're in the middle of an interruption to ask God this question and he'll show you. He'll show you what he wants you to be learning. So maybe you're in an interruption and it feels like God's not there. Just ask him, what, God, what do you want me to learn? We pick up this story in Mark 535, it says, while he was still speaking to her, (laughs) I love, I love just how it's just, it's just one, it's just one punch right after another. Like, while this is still happening, messengers arrived at the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue, and they have really good news, everybody. They told him, your daughter is dead. I don't know how they said it, but it's just awful in here. Your, Your daughter's dead. There's no use in troubling that teacher now. Can you imagine your daughter is dead? The very thing that Jairus, or that Jairus did not want to happen, happened. All the trouble that he went to, to getting Jesus on his way, to prevent that from happening, it, it happened. And you can imagine that he's in this crowd just like, Jesus... We've got to wrap things up. My girl is about to die. Let's go. And these friends, they come and just burst this bubble and say it's over. That's it. And I'm not not picking at the friends. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure they meant well. I mean, it's they're essentially saying just like, hey, just don't bother Jesus anymore. It's there's there's no use. And you see, if we're if we're not careful. We'll listen to the loudest voice in our situation. So many of us, we, we, have, we have that problem that we'll just listen to the loudest thing in our ear all the time. And we won't take in consideration anything else. We'll begin to listen to the fear. We'll listen to the worry. We'll listen to what culture says. We'll listen to what the news says. And all of a sudden, we're, we're scared to death. And can I tell you that the loudest voice in your situation is probably not the right voice to be listening to? I mean, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's, just, it's just not. And so for Gyrus, for that's the situation he finds himself in. He finds himself in, well, who do I really listen to? In fact, I'd encourage you to write this down, that interruptions are an opportunity to really listen to what you're listening to. You need to start start thinking about who you're really listening to. and Maybe you find yourself in a similar situation like Jairus, where everything around you is screaming, Give up! Quit! (laughs) It's over! Why do you keep trying? Why, I mean, for some of you, it's just like, why do you even keep going back to church? Why, why, why do you even keep, why do you even keep pushing forward? And here's the question that you got to ask yourself. Who or what am I really listening to? Who or what am I really listening to? What are you allowing into your ears? What are you allowing into your mind? What are you allowing into your heart heart? and your soul. But can I give you the good news this morning is that it's never too late for our God. I don't know what interruption you've experienced, but if you've thrown in the towel this morning, I just want to encourage you to pick it back up because it's not over. Can I tell you that Jesus is with you? And not only is he with you, but he's for you. And it's not over. And some of you, you've thrown in the towel, you've given up, You've lost your hope and you've lost your way. Can I tell you, don't do that. Listen, we know the end of the story. For so many, we, we know that he heals the daughter. Even though it looked like it was impossible, he does. But don't give up. Some of you, 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 you've thrown in the towel because you've been listening to the wrong people. Stop listening to the wrong people. And lastly, write this down. Interruptions are an opportunity to hear Jesus speak to you. It's an opportunity to hear the voice of your father. You see, there's, this is really my favorite part of the story. I love what Jesus does here because this part of the story is so deeply personal. It says, but Jesus ignored them. These naysayers, they come and they say, give up, it's over. Your daughter is dead. Don't bother the teacher anymore. Quit. But Jesus ignored them. Oh, man. Can I tell you that that gives us permission to ignore the negative reports, to ignore the naysayers in our life, to ignore the chaos that we might feel that is around us, and to focus on him. Not only did Jesus ignore him, but Jesus says, "Don't be afraid. Just have faith." For some of you, this this is for some of you in here right now. Don't be afraid and just have faith. I feel the Lord speaking to someone right now. Don't be afraid. Just have faith. That's what He wants you to know this morning. Where you've been so tempted to give up, can I tell you that Jesus wants to speak directly to you? Why? Because He loves you and He is for you and He is with you, and you don't have to be afraid. You just have to believe. What I love about this story is that it didn't just end there. Jesus says, let's go. <laughs> and Jairus and Jesus, they head to the house. But not only that, but it's, J- it's now Jesus and Jairus and the disciples. And they, they're heading to Jairus' house. And guess what? They're in their small group, everybody. (laughs) They're on their way in their small group. And they went together. Look at this. They went together and they continued to walk out the interruption until it was resolved. Man, they got to his house and they saw Jesus heal the daughter. Listen, we don't always see all the angles and all the details in the Bible. We don't always see all the angles and all the details in our own life, but can I tell you, Jesus does. And when we're tempted to give up and when we're tempted to, uh, to, 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 to just throw in the towel, Jesus says, don't be afraid, just believe. But not only that, but he walks with the people who loves him. Jairus, surrounded by the 12, surrounded by... Jesus walks together with people who loves him. Can I encourage you? That's why we talk about small groups so, so much. Because real life change happens in relationships. You need your 12 that you're you're walking with. That when you go through the obstacles of life, when you go through the interruptions of life, they're there to walk it out with you. And really, whether you're in one of our groups or not, you're probably in a natural group in your own life. You've got some people in your life that are just some healthy people to help you walk out some negative situations. And so whether you're in a group or not, can I tell you that interruptions are going to happen. And you'll need some people that you can lock arms with and go through that interruption with. But maybe for some of us, this message was an interruption for you. Maybe for many of us, we've been going without Jesus. Maybe for some of us, we haven't totally surrendered our life to Him. Can I tell you, that's your first step in your walk with God, is to just totally surrender your life to Him. Would you close your eyes and bow your heads this morning? Today, if you haven't totally surrendered your life to Him, if you haven't fallen at the feet of Jesus, can I tell you, right now is your time to do so. Maybe for some of us, we have before, but today it just feels like we just need to make that fresh commitment and say, you know what, Jesus. Through the last couple months, I've been I've been walking by myself. I've been going my own way. I, I I'm I I <laughs> I I'm not totally surrendered to you and if that's you today is your opportunity as well to totally surrender your heart to jesus if that's you on the count of three we're not going to ask you to come forward or do anything like that i would just love to know who i'm praying for the count of three would you just lift your hands up all over this place and say today I freshly surrender my life to Jesus. Are you ready? One, two, three, all over this room. Thank you so much. We surrender our life to you today, Jesus. Father, I pray for every person with their hand raised, that, God, they would just find a fresh commitment to you, that, God, in everything that they do, Lord, that they would just fall at your feet, that they would just bring their obstacles to you. That interruption, Lord, we thank you that you are taking that interruption from them. And God, you're walking right next to them, side by side. And even though it might look like it's dead in the water right now, God, you are with us and you're the miracle worker. God, revive that dream, revive that plan today. Lord, we thank you for that today those of you who want to commit your life to Jesus today, would you just pray this after me, in fact church would you just all say this together say dear God, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on a cross for me, but I believe that you raised him from the dead Jesus I make you my Lord I give you my life I surrender to you thank you for giving me the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Would you give it up for all the people who prayed that prayer this morning?